Welcome to the Baseball Show, Chicago's only interactive nightly show focused on the Cubs, the White Sox, and Major League Baseball. On radio, on app, on podcast. Listen to the show your way on ESPN 1000 or the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. to the baseball show on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. I'm Chris Black along with Adam Abdallah. You can follow us on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah and at Chris Black. We are here with you till 7 o'clock. What up? Talking baseball at 312-332-3776. All right, here we go. It's time. Cubs and White Sox. The series is here. Tonight's matchup. Dallas Keuchel, who is 3-2 with a 3.07 ERA, takes on left-handy. Left-hander John Lester, who's 2-0 with a 2.74 ERA. Two left-handers on the mound tonight. Cubs and the White Sox. It's the Cubs' 25th game, home game number 18. The Sox heading into this matchup are 11 and uh, 15 and 11. The Cubs are 16 and 8. Both of these teams on track to be playoff teams. First time for the Crosstown Classic this season. I'm excited. I'm hyped. I'm ready to go because finally we have two teams that are playing meaningful baseball when they meet for this Crosstown Classic. Yeah, the two teams right now are playing the best baseball combined that they've ever played uh, when this meeting takes place percentage, winning percentage-wise because both teams are, are hot right now. The White Sox are a little bit hotter, I would say, coming off a five-game win streak. You know, they sweep the Tigers. They take one from the uh, Cardinals at the end of that series after losing the two-game, the doubleheader the day before, but five games, scoring a whole bunch of runs, hitting the ball hard, hitting it out of the ballpark. But could you ask for a better pitching matchup tonight? Dallas Keuchel against John Lester? No, because it's the two vets going at each other, right? Yeah. And and kind of uh, the, the symbolism there is, right, when the Cubs are ready to, to win and ready to kind of turn the tide towards a team that was consistently always losing into, they are a serious playoff contender was going out and landing John Lester. Theo landing John Lester. Mm -hmm. Then you look at what is taking place with the Chicago White Sox. For years, collecting some assets, collecting young players. They go out in this offseason. They land a pitcher who has won a World Series, who has been there before, who's fought through the battles in playoff baseball, Dallas Keuchel. So tonight's matchup, I think, is fantastic because it it seems like, symbolically, there there are two uh, like pitchers, who are now on the mound for both of these teams, trying to make statements as we head into this Crosstown Classic. Black and Abdallah, the baseball show with you here on ESPN 1000. And let's start with the first pitch. The first pitch. Play ball. Throwing out the first pitch, and I have to say this was rather impressive. On the baseball show. Right. There's your first pitch, and then some. On ESPN 1000. So tonight's first pitch is simple. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Which team is better, and why? <laughs> that, is, that feels so loaded. Well, well, here, here. The, this is why it's good uh, because I I feel like it allows for those who just want to you know say Cubs and White Sox they can they can meet head this up as we head into this weekend, which is fine. Go for it. 
Uh, the floor is yours. But also, if you really want to dissect the numbers and figure out which team's better, we can break down the two different teams. Mm-hmm. We can say, let's look at the bullpens. Whose bullpen would you rather have heading into a playoff series? I would roll with the White Sox. I think yeah. that's the better bullpen, especially the better closer. Yes. I would rather have Alex Colomay as my closer heading into a playoff series. Correct. I would as well. Okay, so there you go. Then we look at the lineups. If you look at the lineups from top to bottom, Especially I think today, I think most people would take a look at what we have on, on the south side and the north side, and we can go through it and we can figure it out. But I, I feel as if initially the response would be that White Sox lineup is the lineup more people would select as the better lineup heading into this series. I think the problem is you've got guys on the Cubs that, A, Chris Bryant is hurt right now. He hasn't played in a few days. And Javi Baez is in a slump of all slumps. But we know when Javi is hot, he's one of the hottest players in baseball at the plate. And when Chris Bryant is hitting, he's also one of the best players in baseball at, at the plate. And their defense is are two of the better defensive players in baseball. So I think if those guys... The White Sox have the edge right now. No doubt about that. I'll admit that for sure. Like, you look at this lineup, and these dudes can mash. Now, there are some issues defensively in this lineup, but as far as hitting, these dudes can hit it out of the ballpark for sure. The Cubs can, too. The problem is, two of their better hitters, two of the guys that they rely on, one of them is hurt, and one of them is in, like, the the, the worst, one of the worst slumps of his career. Right. So, but when they bounce back... I would say that the lineup could be pretty even. I'm going to still lean White Sox just just because the Cubs me, have a better defensive lineup. Come on, okay, you know yeah, that. their defensive lineup, sure. But if you look at just straight scoring runs, um, right now the Cubs uh, they've they're 23rd in average, they're fourth in on base percentage, they're 14th in uh, OPS, they're 17th in runs scored, they're 15th in home runs. And they are 28th in baseball and stolen bases. So that's the Cubs' offensive output. For the White Sox, they are 5th in average, 13th in on-base percentage, 5th in OPS, 9th in runs, 4th in home runs, 21st stolen bases. I, I feel as if the Sox are the way to lean here just because of the names Anderson, Moncada, Abreu, Aloy, uh, Encarnacion, uh, Robert. That, that is in Grandal as well. Uh, that's a lineup that I feel as if, or the course of the season, will give you more impact because, as you mentioned, Chris Bryant has struggled. Javi Baez has struggled. Anthony Rizzo playing well. Kyle Schwarber, you know, he hasn't really been talked about too much because Bryant and Baez have struggled. He is not having a stellar year at the moment either. Wilson Contreras struggling as well after the hot start. Ian Happ is fantastic. He is by far the shining bright start, bright uh, spot for this Cubs lineup. But you have a lot of names here, but do you have the production to match the names? You see what I'm saying? You win mm-hmm. a championship in 2016. We know the names. They've got the names on the marquee, but is that actually giving you production? It, I'll give you that. Maybe it's a toss-up between I, the two lineups. I think when both, when the Cubs are performing, when you're getting, when you're getting the most out of Baez and, and Bryant... They're comparable. I think right now, going into today, going into tonight's game in exactly one hour from right now, the White Sox have the better lineup. Simple as that. So the edge in that one, the the if we're checking boxes here, yeah, like we're doing on a pregame boxes. show, yeah, yeah. lineup goes to the White Sox. Okay. 
All right. and But defensively, you're going to give it to the Cubs. I'm going to give it to the Cubs. Okay, yes. that's fair. Uh, starting rotation. Right now, you have Kyle Hendricks, Hugh Darvish, Alec Mia- Mills, and John Lester. That's that's your, your foursome, your fearsome foursome for the Chicago yeah. Cubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the Chicago White Sox, right now what they have rolling is obviously Lucas Giolito yesterday was great. Dallas Keuchel, we'll see if he can put together another really good performance tonight against the Cubs. Gio Gonzalez has been good as of late, and Dylan Cease has been very impressive. Mm-hmm. So right now, if you just look at those uh, four packs based on health to the rotations, I feel as if everyone would say it's Cubs. Yeah. I would want to give you the Corso not so fast, my friend, though. No, it's the Cubs, dude. I'm okay, taking but Darvish. You're, you're matching up Giolito I'm, and Darvish. I'm taking Darvish and Hendricks and Lester over Giolito, Cease, and Keuchel. Any day of the week. I think it's closer than what you think. I, I agree with that. I agree with you. It's close. But I'm still taking those three pitchers. You, Darvish, is one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. I agree. Since last year's second half. He absolutely has been pitching well. Okay. I'm with you. Kyle Hendricks. Can he be consistent? He has been. Can he be? Can we stop with the can you, Darvish, be consistent? He's done it for uh, since, last, since the middle of last season. He's been consistent. Since the middle of last season until right now, he has been one of the best pitchers in baseball. He allowed the fewest walks last season in the second half. He is one of the best pitchers in baseball right now. And so stop with the can he be can has he he's put it together. You Darvish is back. He has been since the middle of last season. So let's stop with the can he put it together. It's together. Now that being said, having said all that, he'll probably get lit up this weekend after I go through See all what of, you just after did I did all of that and jinxed yeah, him. But yeah. I'm telling you, if you look at his numbers since the middle of last season, he's been he's been great. He's been dominant, and slowing down his game has helped him immensely. Kyle Hendricks pitches great every time he goes out there. You know you're getting a quality start from him every single time. John Lester, veteran. Goes out there. Alec Mills has been his last outing sucked. I get that, but until then he's been great. Chatwood has been great until his back flared up, and now he's on the IL. So yes, the back half of the rotation, you don't know what you're getting. But those three guys, I'll put up those three guys against anybody the White Sox throw out there. All right, if you want, join the conversation three one two three three two three seven seven six. Cubs Sox, which team is better and why? We're taking your phone calls here on ESPN 1000. We forgot one element, though, of this pregame show back and forth trying to figure out where the check goes for which team is better. You gave me the lineup. You gave me the defensive lineup for the for both teams, the starting rotation, uh, the bullpen. What about manager? Which team has the better manager? I think it's pretty obvious. I think David Ross to this point is probably, I would be safe uh, suggesting he's the better manager here. Yeah, but we haven't really... You haven't seen him challenged. I haven't, yeah. We haven't seen him in a situation where he's got to, you know, he's, like you said, really been tested. We haven't seen him in a position where you know something big is on the line. And, like, we have to wait for the playoffs for that, you know? We have to wait for the end of the season. Like, we're not going to know how good... Because you can just go off the sheet and be like, okay, well, a righty's coming in bringing this guy. Well, a lefty's coming in bringing this guy. And the three-batter minimum has taken away a lot of the strategy because you're like, all right, well, you've got this inning. Like, you have... This is your inning. Go and figure if you it don't, out. And if you don't get out of it in three batters, we are either going to be losing or still winning, and then I'll take you out. But you've got to face three guys, whether you walk them or get them out, or they get a hit or something. 
Okay, uh, first call up, Tim on the south side. Now, I, I can never oh, no. quite... Oh, no. Which way is this supposed to go? Oh, no. I can never figure it out. Oh, no. T- Tim's a I Cub have to fan, mentally right? prepare myself. He's mad. He was mad last time of my Cubs take, right? Let's go with Tim on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tim? No, you guys are all right, dude. I mean, I'll, I'll give the White Sox the bullpen only because Craig Kimbrell's been looking great the last two outings, but if he starts looking the way he does the last two outings... It's over because Bummer is out with an injury, and yeah. that was your whole bullpen right there was yeah. Bummer. So if Bummer is gone and Craig Kimbrell is back, I'll take Jeffers and Kimbrell and Wick ahead of Colome. I mean, give me a freaking break. And no, no, that. I agree with you on that one because it, you're right. If they have Bummer and Colome, that's the one-two punch right, you need. Bummer's but, out. Yeah, if Kimbrell's back, then yeah, I would lean Cubs totally. Right, so, but, but, but that aside, you know what doesn't slump? And that, that, that's what Chris doesn't get. Tim Anderson will slump. Haloya Menes will slump. Louis Robert will slump. Chris Bryant and all these guys are slumping, and they're still 16-8. and eight. You know why? Pitching and defense do not – defense does not slump. The White Sox will never have defense if they have Timmy at short and Haloya Menes in left. If that's your situation, you could hit all the home runs you want – you could do whatever you want. Defense never slumps. And that's why Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, that's why they're 16-8. and eight. One unearned run in the past 20-something games. You guys are 15-11 and 11 because you played Detroit and Kansas City the past 10 games. You lose to St. Louis. You lose to Minnesota. Now you're playing the Cubs. If you beat the Cubs... I will give you bragging rights, but you can't beat the Cubs because they have great defense. And if Craig Kimball is back, you guys are dead. You can hit all the home runs you want. Defense never slumps. Pitching never slumps. White Sox will learn that as you try to become a contender. And you're looking good. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I like a lot of these hitters on the White Sox, but... The Chicago Cubs are a World Series champion and a World Series contender. The White Sox are not. They're home run hitters. You can hit all the home runs you want, but a lawyer man sucks in left. Timmy Anderson sucks at short. When you fix that, let me know. Chris, you yeah, still got yeah. a pretty cute team there. All right, thank, thank, thank you, Tim. We appreciate it. That was uh, a very I measured think, call. I think that might have been the most, um, well... Not well behaved. He's always been well behaved. No, that's oh, true. That, that was, was him. But like, is Tim that, okay? That Getting was the weekend? measured. I think he's. I think he's I just pacing listen, himself. Listen, defense matters. That's part of the reason why I like the Oakland Athletics so much this season because their defense is fantastic, I, and I think that they are a team that you're really going to have to challenge in the uh, American League to to win the pennant. I get that. Like, defense matters. It will probably jump up and bite the Sox at some point this season. I get it. A cute little team. I agree. I do disagree about pitching not being able to slump. You can go into a funk real quick with your, like, you can get, I mean, it's not like your whole pitching staff is going to go into a funk, but yeah. like, oh. like a bullpen guy can, can lose it for a while and oh. never make it out. That was Man. very measured. Wow. And What a way to start the okay. weekend. All okay. right. Okay. We're okay. working. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. 312-332-3776. Cubs and Sox tonight, 7 o'clock at Wrigley. Which team is better and why? We'll talk to you next. From Wrigley on the North to Guaranteed Rate on the South. This is the Baseball Show on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. 
Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by Weathermark Tavern on South Michigan. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox school nails tonight. Weathermark Tavern on South Michigan is a proud official White Sox bar and is a fantastic place to watch a Sox game. The Baseball Show. An inside look at the Cubs, the White Sox, and all of Major League Baseball. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Nate tweets the show, I'm a Sox fan. The Cubs are better if Bryant is healthy and playing, but not for long. Even as a Sox fan, I didn't give enough credit to Tim Anderson for how good he is coming into this year. That's Nate on Twitter. Yeah, I agree. Look, I told you, I think the Cubs have the better lineup when everyone is healthy and everyone is performing. Javi Baez shouldn't be this bad right now. He should not be. A guy who was second in MVP voting should not be this bad right now. You need to find a way to get out of the slump, and I don't know what to tell him, tell him to do. I don't know what he's doing wrong, what his approach at the plate, what it is, but he just can't find anything right now at the plate. His defense is still there, thankfully, but right now he can't hit his way, what did we say yesterday, out of a wet, pa- a wet paper bag? Yeah, he couldn't hit his uh, way out of a wet paper bag. Wet paper bag. Uh, a couple things, you know. There's nothing worse. Remember back being uh, back in our our school days, uh, being oh. a kid, you have the paper bag there, but you had the yeah. cold uh, can of soda pop in the bag, so it had some condensation, and then the condensation. Oh, you got the, that brown paper bag. Yeah, and it's it got just the like, bag wet, so then you, you lifted it off the it's just the bag, and, it, and you're like, "Oh, my and, food is." And, and then it fell through the hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a couple things to note heading into tonight's matchup: seven o'clock, Keuchel. And Lester on the mound, Cubs and Sox. We're talking about until 7 o'clock here on ESPN 1000. Uh, Chris Bryant not in the lineup today. Uh, also, the third baseman for the White Sox not in the lineup today. Yoan Moncada has the day off. Ricky Renteria, this is from James Fagan from The Athletic. Renteria said Moncada's day off is to manage his legs. Moncada looked a little shaken up after some sprints, tough defensive plays, and that, uh, and the conversations after that drove the idea that Mankata needed a day off, which he is taking today, but he is available to pinch hit. So it's something to note. Uh, two-star third baseman on the diamond uh, will not be there today. Chris Bryant on the north side and Yohan Mankata on the south side. Well, the question now is whether Bryant's going to have to go on the IL, right? Because he was supposed to be back today. And you wonder how that he got the shot in the wrist, the cortisone shot, and you wonder if that's working or not. That can take, you know, a day to take effect. And you wonder if that's going to help him out. And as of right now, like, he's supposed to be playing tonight. Yeah, so let's hear from Theo Epstein. Theo Epstein talked to the media before the game tonight. So this is just a little bit ago up at Wrigley Field. Here's Theo Epstein talking about Chris Bryant's injury. Theo, what do you think of the way Chris has tried to play through? And is the wrist thing something you would expect to kind of potentially be a lingering issue or or just what's your thoughts there um well i think the the point of um yeah we 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 don't want players to play through things to their detriment ever right you know we don't want them to ever uh, risk exacerbating um uh you know uh, an injury and turn it into something more severe and, and and we don't want players to try to play if they just can't perform um so i think chris felt he could perform you know he he 
hit the home run and, 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 and then kept trying. And I think the, the way, the way he ended up feeling it in his wrist and it just, he wasn't in a position to, to go out and perform and it wasn't the right thing. So once it reached that point, the second it reached that point, um, it, it became clear that the right course of action was to, um, you know, get the, get the treatment in enough time where he can come back and, um, you know, sort of feel comfortable in the box and have his swing. So I don't think it's going to be a long-term injury or maybe and probably not even a long-term lingering injury, but I think we have to give it the time now so that he can, he can be himself. And, you know, he wasn't, um, hadn't really gotten on track offensively anyway. And then the injury is just, it's the right thing to do to let him, let him get to a point where he can feel comfortable. And I think we all, you know, everyone knows Chris Bryant knows he wants to be out there and, and, and that there's, you know, big, big impact coming. Um, he's just that good a player. It's going to happen. Uh, Theo Epstein today uh, talking to the media also talked about the success for the Chicago Cubs despite the stars struggling like Chris Bryant and Javi Baez. So here's Theo Epstein just a little bit ago at Wrigley Field. We're doing certain things well, and then and, and, um, in certain areas there's, there's really good room for improvement. So I guess, you know, the big picture is I'm really encouraged that our record is what it is and, and, and a lot of our best hitters haven't really gotten on track yet and they will and, and they're going to carry us uh, maybe at a time when, you know, other air we go through a, a tougher time with our pitching or with our defense or run prevention overall. So, um, yeah, I mean, there, there are certainly things we're doing well. We're seeing a ton of pitches and all that. It's, uh, you know, we haven't really hit left-handed pitching that consistently yet and, and, um, you know, we've gone through some some of our contact issues or whatnot, but you know, o- overall, uh, you know, I'd characterize our offense as as doing enough to win um, by definition, and uh, and also not yet clicking on on all cylinders. So I think there's there's a lot of room for improvement. I think it's a level response from Theo Epstein because uh, I think you could see it from both ways, right? You could see you could see the positive and say, yeah, I mean, the stars aren't aren't hitting right now, so at some point they will. And when that happens, your offense is really going to pop. And then you you could also Mm -hmm. look at at the other side of it, and you could be negative about it, and you could say, well, the offense hasn't really hit for three years now. See, that's my problem with this, is that 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 I don't know if it's a question of money, uh, financial issues, or just belief in these guys. And, you know, like when when you bring guys in, you want to stick with them until they, you know, until they they either leave or they completely fizzle out. But we've been looking at this same lineup, sent, essentially, with a few, you know, guys' interchangeable parts. But for the most part, the core has been there since they won the World Series. And since they won the World Series, after that, this team hasn't performed up to par. This team hasn't been the World Series team. It seems like the other teams, we've talked about it before, it seems like the other teams in baseball are passing them by. And these guys who were really good when it all came together for them the year they won the World Series and the year before that when they made it to the uh, championship series and lost, it seems like everything was clicking, everybody was hitting, everybody was performing. And since then, Bryant hasn't improved. Baez improved, but now he's in a huge slump. Rizzo, consistent. Contreras, not improving. Schwarber, not improving. These well, guys well, are the people s- will argue with Contreras is like, okay, but he's a catcher, so what can you really expect from a catcher? I right? can expect better pitch framing. I can expect yeah, a little more pop in the bat. I that's can fair. expect a little bit more from him. 
Consistency. I want consistency, right? So when you look at these guys and it's like, okay, well, you look at the Dodgers, they just spend and spend and spend. They add, they make a trade. They add Mookie Betts. You, like, they're just, they're a machine. Well, the, the, just, the true power of the Dodgers is pulling those from the system into the big of league course, club. But they just right? keep churning out this machine of talent and you're seeing these guys now and, 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 Look, I love Theo. He's a great baseball mind. But eventually, just saying, look, we know these guys are going to figure it out and get it right, that only goes so far. Eventually, you're like, well, maybe these are just them. And maybe that 2015-16 team that won the World Series, maybe that 2016, just that was the peak. Maybe that's just the peak of this team. And everything clicked at the right time for them. And that's a conversation that we've kind of followed over the course of the last couple of seasons. And I think for Cup fans, the the team that's showing all this energy at the start of this season because of David Ross, I think the vibes of a 2016 team are there. Why? Mm-hmm. You have to assume that the numbers that we've seen to this point will continue to improve. Uh, someone who has had a fantastic start to the season is Ian Happ. In this space last night on this show... We talked about Ian Happ's numbers at the plate. Today, Fangraphs wrote about Ian Happ, and I've got some information for you coming up next about Happ and also your phone calls at 312-332-3776. The Baseball Show with Black and Abdallah. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's Baseball Show is brought to you by Weathermark Tavern. On South Michigan, stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox gold nails tonight. Weathermark Tavern on South Michigan is a proud, official White Sox bar and a fantastic place to watch a Sox game. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. This is the baseball show. Cubs, Sox, and so much more. Presented by Goose Island Beer Company. This is ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. We talked about Ian Happ last night. Fangraphs wrote about him today. We'll talk about that in just a second. But Alan Lamont, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Al? Hey, guys. Congratulations on the show. Thanks, man. Uh, big, big White Sox fan, obviously. But, uh, you know, I don't like to think, think in what ifs or go back in time. But think about this. What if we did sign Nicholas Castellanos, which I don't feel like nobody really talked about. And imagine him in right field. I think that helps us uh, immensely considering we have no right fielder. And uh, I think that would put us in a hell of a lot better position to compete with the Twins from a uh, you know, run scoring standpoint and things of that nature. Just want to see what your thoughts are. Just I feel like nobody really did talk about that until this right now. I don't think anybody does. Well, Al, isn't that what Mazzara is supposed to be? I'll get out of here with that guy. He's a joke. He's, I don't even, has he even hit a ball yet? <laughs> I, he's struggled. He certainly has. Thanks for the call, Alan. Appreciate right. the comments. You know, and what's funny is because people talk about Cassianos with the Cubs, um, and, and it didn't seem like they were interested whatsoever in, in trying to sign him, even though he was the reason that offense took off last season. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you're seeing he's still, defensively, he's awful for the Reds, but he can still hit. Yeah. And so I think either team, you're look, you look at the Cubs and their offense right now, I think either team would have benefited from signing Nicholas Castellanos. Like, I, I get the point. Uh, right field for the White Sox not cooking right now. 
But like with w- what you have in the rest of the lineup, I'm not really concerned about that. Like there are there are bigger fish to fry. Like I want to make sure that Gio Gonzalez keeps pitching the way he is. Yeah, and Dylan Cease does, and that you know Bummer gets healthy, and that. You know, like that, those are concerns I have. And Tim Anderson stays healthy. And whatever's happening with Yohan Mankata, like, let's make sure his legs are right. Let's get him to where he needs to be. I think you saw a glimpse of the pitching future for the White Sox the other night when Dane Dunning was out there. But I think that they could still add another arm through free agency. Um, I think that's money better spent, you know, with all the guys that they have that they've brought up that can hit. I think that you can spend your money a little wiser. But, like... Adding Castellanos to this lineup of the White Sox is just like, like, do you need the, like, yeah, it'd be nice to have extra sure, offense. Sure. You could always use extra offense, but, you know, it, it's like a, it's a sunk cost. You know what I mean? Like, do you need the, is it worth that amount of money just for some extra, some extra offense? But, I would say for the White Sox, no. For the Cubs, probably. Last night, this time, uh, we were talking about Ian Happ. We were doing a Cubs buy, sell. Buy, buy, buy. Sell, sell, sell. And we were talking about Ian Happ's stock. Uh, obviously, at this point in the season, he's fantastic. Uh, he has six home runs, 315, 438, 671 slash line. Uh, his weighted runs created plus is 191. Uh, at the moment, if you look up some of the best players in baseball, he's in the top 10. Ian Happ right now is incredible. Lead off for the Cubs, and he is really, it seems as if he's found himself not only a place in the lineup, but at the plate, he is doing what, we thought the number nine overall pick in 2015 would be mm-hmm. like we we thought that this was going to be a bat Theo could plug into the lineup and this would be another one of the young Cubs to come up and to flourish for this team. Absolutely, we talked about it at length yesterday. We we did the buy <laughs> sell. sell sell sell, and I was selling Ian Hap stock because I think this is the the height right. Like I want to cash in off of his fast start. And sell, I'm, sell, sell. I'm selling. And yesterday you said? I said buy because buy, buy, buy. I I like where he is. I think that you have found your leadoff guy, and I think that there's huge value, huge value in finding a steady leadoff guy that looks comfortable at the position. Now, he's had about the same numbers batting leadoff as he had batting in the sixth uh, spot in the lineup because he's had almost the same amount of at-bats, only a couple more at-bats. Buy, buy. In the sixth spot. So I'm buying because to cut for years, since Dexter Fowler left, all Cubs fans have been crying about is we need a leadoff guy. We need a dude to set the table. We need, you keep rotating in Rizzo and 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 Bryant and mixing stuff up. If you have Ian Happ, and, and ever since David Ross told him this you're this is your job, you're set. You don't have to worry about this going in and out of the lineup. You don't have to worry about being sent brought back up, all this kind of stuff. If there's tremendous value in having that guy in the leadoff position who's comfortable doing it. So that's why I'm buying him because I think that there's still added value there. Yeah, so his numbers are fantastic right now. So we had this conversation yesterday at this time here on the show. This morning I wake up, I go to Fangraphs, and the top uh, column on Fangraphs was about Ian Happ, the blog about Ian Happ. And it's very lengthy, a lot of data mm-hmm. in the in the article. It's mm-hmm. really good. It's really baseball nerdy. But let me just give you a couple of paragraphs because as I read it, I started to realize like, wow, I'm I'm glad that sell, sell, sell. I was selling on the Ian Happ stock. Sell, sell, sell. This is from Fangraphs earlier today. This is a lot of data and a lot of conflicting trends. 
But when you cut through it all, the answer is just straightforward. Hap's new approach at the plate isn't sustainable. You can take as often as Hap does, take hit you can't take as often as Hap does, take hittable pitches and expect it to work out. You especially can't do that when you struggle on two strikes as much as he does. For now, Ian Hap is one of the best hitters in baseball, full stop. I worry though that when it stops working, things will fall apart quickly. Hap is an acceptable hitter even with his strikeout woes, but acceptable hitter isn't what the Cubs are hoping for from him. If he's going to make it work, it will require some continuing tinkering. Pitchers will eventually are going to wise up and throw him more first pitch strikes. He'll need to counter with aggression to keep pitchers honest. The good news is that Hap can truly deliver on that keeping them honest part. And there's more good news, and we already know that, Hap is capable of adjusting because he did it last year. Don't go believing the fire emoji start and the gaudy statistics. Hap isn't capable of keeping those up. Do believe, though, that he'll continue to make adjustments and try to stay one step ahead of the pitchers. Hap has the skills to make it work. He'll just have to keep varying his approach to keep pitchers guessing. So okay. right now, the, the the start that he's on, the torrid pace, yeah. based on all the statistics laid out in fan graphs, That's cool. he's going to have to continue to adjust. Okay. And so, but what if I what if I showed you this same column, yeah, from last year, and just inserted the name Tim Anderson? I I think because people think are people said, well, oh well, he can't keep this well, up. He's just a dude. It's, it's a an easy response. The difference is Tim Anderson did that over the course of one sixty two. Okay, and the White Sox right now have played. Uh, they're but, fifteen and eleven. But can't I mean Hap, the Cubs have? Uh, they're sixteen and eight. But the can't Cubs are. Ca- can't Hap can't Hap have figured it out? Perhaps. But like the columns lay, laying out the information with the data is that because he struggles on two strikes and he takes hittable pitches, at some point the pitchers will all figure this out and he's going to have to adjust again. So yes, you're right. He could be like Tim Anderson and maybe he did figure it out. And from now on, Ian Happ's going to be one of the best players in baseball. But the data is suggesting otherwise. Yeah, and I look. The, you're right. The, the the people of Fangraphs are a lot smarter than than uh, than I am, or that I will ever be, or use the they use all the the metrics and whatnot to figure this stuff out. But I can also say, what if he just keeps it? Like the response could just be, well, what if he doesn't? Like, what if it just doesn't fall off? Like, yeah, he can he can kind of go off of this huge pace, but ultimately, what happens if he? is just a good leadoff guy. Like, what if he's just the leadoff guy that they thought he would be? He's got good on-base percentage. You know, he gets on base. He can steal bases when he's when it's, he's opportunistic. Like, what if he's just that guy? Isn't that a productive player enough? Like, he doesn't have to keep this pace up to be a productive player for them at the leadoff spot. Yeah, a lot of the data that they show in the article is his swing rate and that he is swinging less than he's ever swung in his entire career. Uh, he's swinging at only a 37.7% clip at pitches he's seen, 13th percentile among qualifying players, which is very selective, mm-hmm. uh, which in last season he was in, in the 82nd percentile, and the year before that he was at 22 uh, for his swing rate. So like, there's a lot of great data there, and it'll be interesting to see if Ian Happ can keep it up and continue to lead this Cubs off as, as we Try to preview the Cubs and the White Sox. The Crosstown Series is here this weekend in town. The first game, Keuchel and Lester tonight at 7 o'clock at Wrigley Field. We continue to preview the Cubs and the Sox next. 
The Baseball Show. On Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Tonight's baseball show is brought to you by Weathermark Tavern on South Michigan. Stop in and grab a couple of Goose Island White Sox gold nails tonight. Weathermark Tavern on South Michigan is a proud official White Sox bar. They also have great brunch and also a fantastic place to watch a Sox game. I like Weathermark. This is the this baseball is, I love show. a good brunch. Catch up on your I go to Weathermark. Click the baseball show tile for the podcast on the new ESPN Chicago app. The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. Download the podcast of The Baseball Show on the ESPN Chicago app. Each night it's posted right there in its own section, The Baseball Show. It's Blake and Abdal with you here on ESPN 1000. Thank you to Tyler Aki for producing tonight's show. The Odds Couple coming up next at 7 o'clock right here on ESPN 1000 as we get you ready for the Cubs and the White Sox. Crosstown Classic is back. Dallas Keuchel, John Lester on the mound. And Abdal, it's time for our Star of the Night. Jambi's on base percentage was 476. Stat of the night. Damon's on base, 324. And Almeida's was 291. On the baseball show. Add that up and you get... You want me to speak? What point do you get? 1092. On ESPN 1000. Tonight's stat of the night, 62. Wait, well, hold on. 62? 62. So when we do this, I have a stat ready and you and you usually have a stat ready because yep. I just like, you know, it's a stat off, bro. Yeah. And mine is also 62. Really? You matching 62s? I I think so. All right, who wants to go first? You want to give yours first? No, you go first. I mean, you did the nice intro and everything and I just kind of interrupted. So you go first. Tonight's sad the night 62. The White Sox have won 62 games against the Chicago Cubs. The Cubs have won 60. The record between the two teams, the series record, is 62-60. and 60. Tonight's stab of the night is 62. And, Abdal, the last time the White Sox won this series was back in 2014. The Cubs have won every series, or there have been ties yeah, there's since been a lot of 2014. Ties. There's been a lot of ties. So 62 is the stat of the night. Uh, my stat of the night is also 62. This comes from Jason Benetti and Elias Sports. The White Sox and Cubs are playing .620 baseball combined. That's a 62% wow. average. They've never played against each other with a better combined winning percentage. So also a 62. How about that? Uh, that? That's pretty good. How about that? That's a pretty good uh, That's pretty good for the baseball show here on the first week. Some good stats. I'm excited for uh, the Cubs and the White Sox because this should be a good benchmark spot here in the se- season because uh, when we come back for our show on Tuesday night, Monday, we'll be carrying uh, NBA basketball mm-hmm. here on ESPN 1000. Tuesday night, though, we will discuss the halfway point in Major League Baseball season. Uh it's gotten here quick, yeah. and and the second half yeah. is upon us. So we'll go through our midseason awards on Tuesday night's show here on the baseball show. That's kind of the problem with us talking about slumps and guys playing well. Not really a problem playing well, but it's like, well, can they keep this up for a whole season? Dude, there's 30 games left, and then the playoffs start. What do you mean the whole season? There's a month of baseball left, and then the playoffs start, and then that, and then that's it. Then you're done. It's crazy. But that's what it is. So people, the guys that are slumping come out need to come out of their slumps. The guys that are hitting well need to continue their success. 
And you could have two baseball, two playoff teams in this baseball city, USA, America. All right, I just need to make sure my soundboard was working there. Okay, It was, it was working before. Uh, also, I just want to uh, promote our podcast. If you missed anything throughout the week, uh, we talked to Jonathan Hood about uh, hosting nights here on ESPN 1000 for a long time. Now he's on in the mornings with David Kaplan from 7 to 10 a.m., Cap and Jay Hood, the mm-hmm. new morning show. Uh, we talked to Sarah Langs on Major League Baseball. She had a bunch of great stats. So much fun. She loves baseball. So much fun. And we also talked to Connor McKnight previewing the White Sox series this weekend against the Chicago Cubs. So Black and Abdallah, we will be with you each weeknight, 6 to 8, throughout uh, every night here on ESPN 1000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But on Fridays, we end at 7. The Odds Couples come up at 7 o'clock. Yeah, all the bets you need to make. Sports yeah. are back, Carmen, dude. DeFalco, and Mike North, mm-hmm. they're here for you. Next. And so this is it for us. You make it sound so sad. No, we're going to be mean, back like, next so, week. So like, this is the end of the show for the like, week. We're back next week. So I think this is what we should do. To end out each show each week, we should have a roll call of like our friends. Oh. And we should kind of like go out as like this is, a, this is a party. Okay. I think that's what we should do. All to right. end each show each week here on the baseball show I'm on getting, Fridays. I'm getting my party dances ready. Good vibes. They're not good. Oh, on a Friday. Listen, the vibes, I, I'm in I'm in the Twitch chat, right? Yeah, the vibes Twitch good. TV. Oh, the vibes Tyler, are lit. Tyler, the vibes good? The vibes are lit. Oh, the vibes are hard. Right. The you vibes are good. Half of them are drinking. Half of them are smoking. Right. Half of them are doing other stuff. You got Zach Brown Band ready to go? Oh, okay. All right, here we go. Does Tyler know the Zach Brown Band? It doesn't matter. We got all our friends here, right? This is how we're going to end every show each week. All right. Tyler, do you know this get, song? Get you set for the weekends. All right. Homegrown? By Zach Brown Band? Yeah. It's a jam. It, yeah, it's a jam, yeah. All it's right, up there. So this is what we're going to do at the end of every show each week. Because our friends are here. It, there was a time that you talked to 2 Chains on the show. I did. I did. You know, man, forget the clubs, bro. Let's just concentrate on being one of the illest people on the field. Yeah, man. True. I talked to 2 Chains. God, it was so long ago <laughs> listening to the interview. I'm like, this is a... I am a bad interviewer. Well, I mean, we we <laughs> Rachel Ray's been on the show. We we have she gave us dating advice for guys when you're cooking for your date. Spaghetti man, did you never see Lady and the Tramp? It works on dogs. <laughs> That's a good point. You make a nice spaghetti supper, a simple tomato basil sauce and spaghetti, and a good bottle of wine. That's good advice. My dog would love a spaghetti. Tim Anderson's family loves a spaghetti. Uh, she uh, she also talked about. Tim Tebow? There's something mesmerizing about that guy. Well, I, mean. <laughs> I mean, we also, we can't leave out our friend, right? I guess I don't have the energy to be full-throated again. Cap. Daddy likey. No, Stop it. Daddy no, likey. That, don't leave people with that. That just, oh, that just shuts down the party, the daddy likey. That's creepy guy. Daddy likey. It's unbelievable. Daddy likey. What about Rick Ross? You know, Rose being a Viking. Nah, no plan. Just boss. Follow your heart, man. Whatever it is, if this is what you want to do, just make sure you do it at the highest level possible and stay focused. Uh, your favorite guy in the world. What about Nick Saban? You even roll tied Nick I Saban. Did. He hung up on you. Coach, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Coach. All right, thank you, guys. Have a good day, man. You too. Have, have a great day, Coach. Roll tied. Roll tied. Click. He's got other things to do. I know in his heart, he said it back. He texted me. Well, Todd, Adam, don't worry. Don't forget about our guy. Shout out to Jim Boylan this week. We're going to keep grinding, brother. We're going to keep grinding, brother. Daddy likey. We're going to keep have grinding, a, brother. Have, a, uh, have an extra drink for Jim Boylan this week, this weekend. 
if you want to. Pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to keep grinding, brother. Daddy likey. Perform! Perform! Get out of here, Chris Russo. How about Russo. partying? I know we don't have, we probably don't have a sound for it, but how about, how about Arturis? How about Karnashovas? We're going to keep grinding, brother. How about getting that number Daddy four likey. spot? Daddy likey that spot. It's pretty good. I can't even Daddy say that. Daddy likey. That's just creepy, isn't it? Isn't it? We're going to keep isn't grinding, it? brother. All right. Black Abdallah, we'll be back with you. This is fun. Yeah. It's it's been good, right? Yeah, it's a good week. Leading it up on the mound in Toronto. Why, why is Russo? Is it because it's a baseball show still? Is that why Russo's here? Leading it up on the mound in Toronto. We're not going perform. to Toronto. Perform. 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 I'm not a salesman. What? I'm not going to get out there and what? try to convince John you Pax? of something. Pax? We're going to keep grinding, brother. Okay, all right. Roll tide. Daddy likey. Is that the last word from Cap then? Daddy Likey? Yeah. Did we give him the final word today? I guess I don't have the energy to be full-throated again. Daddy Likey. All right, we'll talk to you Monday. This is the baseball show. Tuesday. This, this, this. Well, I mean, we'll be with Waddle and Sylvia Monday. Home for sports. ESPN 1000 and the ESPN have Chicago Have a great weekend. App.